All right. Good evening. Today is May 9th, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is Bill's story, and our speaker tonight is Kelly B. Thank you, Kelly. Take it away. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Michelle. Uh, Kelly B, Recover Compulsive Overeater. Um, thank you, Kaylee, for asking me. And oh my God, I love this meeting. I see so many of the homies on here. Wendy, Kaylee, Stephanie, oh my God, Rowan, Victoria, Emily B, oh my God, amazing. Um, thank you all for being here today. Um, you know, Bill's story is such an incredible story. You know, this this is also Kelly's story. Um, I relate to everything in this chapter. <laughs> um, you know, almost down to the T of where he spun for two years and then finally got it. Um, so I'll go through, uh, actually, you know what, let me share my pictures before I forget to, um, okay, um, fun. Um, okay, let's go to share screen. So this was around one of my higher weights. I don't think I have a picture. My highest weight was 225 and that was in college, um, but I was probably around 210 in this. Um, so, you know, I am a compulsive overeater. I feel like pictures are helpful um, so that we, you know, you, you know, I'm one of you. Um, here's another one with one of my nieces. Um, you know, you know, you could see like the sadness in my eyes, you know, I, I was, you know, I was happy to be with her, but, you know, I was like, kind of put her in front of me to hide my body. Um, and then, you know, and then I, then I came out to California, this was a few years ago, and this was during my uh, exercise bulimia phase, um, where I was running, you know, seven days a week. Um, I did two marathons in the same year and, uh, you know, got down to a normal body weight. Um, yet I was miserable. I didn't really have any good friends. Um, my life revolved around eating and working out. And this is what I look like now. Um, and this is, I think this was about almost a year in recovery. Um, so I look pretty much like this now. Um, stop share. Um, so let's talk about Bill's story. Um, so the first thing that stands out to me here is, you know, I was very lonely and again, I turned to alcohol. Um, so, I mean, that's the crux of what got me on this, you know, journey, you know, I, I, I was writing a paper the other day, um, cause I'm also now, now in a master's program too, which, uh, if you would have told me I was in a master's program three years ago, um, I would have said you're crazy because, um, while I was in undergrad, um, I barely made it through my classes. Um, you know, I considered dropping out multiple times um, because I just couldn't concentrate because I was binging on food and I was drinking, you know, constantly binging there too. So I couldn't even focus on anything. Um, you know, so, you know, that's the beauty of, you know, this program. But, all right, so we were very lonely. Um, you know, I was going to prove to the world that I was important. So, you know, when I got out of my, you know, um, sorry, I'm a little, <laughs> a little, <laughs> little off. Um, let's take a breath. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. Reset, reset, reset. <laughs> um, okay. So, 
around you know eight or nine is when the food got really unmanageable for me you know i was a normal body weight as as a kid um you know unfortunately i I grew up in well you know fortunately or unfortunately who knows um i grew up in an alcoholic home so you know there was a lot of fighting at home there was a lot of you know battles you know my dad went to jail a few times um you know there was you know it, it it was sad at home and um i turned to food to deal with it um so you know around the age of like 10 or 11 is like when i had finally hit obesity um and you know no one really knew what to do like you know we were eating donuts in the morning i was um you know binging on pizza and then i would hide the pizza box under my bed um so no one would know and then i would wait till you know the family left the house so then i could like go hide the pizza box in the trash can so no one would know that i ate a whole pizza um you know with my dad would make these cakes and what i would do is i would like cut cut the bottom of the cake so that it looked like no one ate the cake um and you know eat eat the underbelly of the cake um i would eat my and then when they put me on a diet when i was like 14 or 15 um and also I wanted to lose weight too, you know, so it's not, you know, I wanted to lose weight. I was, I was willing to go on this diet, but of course I wasn't happy about the diet. So, you know, I, I would be eating these vegetables and meat during the day. And then I'm like, well, this isn't enough. And then I would like scavenge to find my dad's devil dogs when he would hide them. And I would, uh, you know, I would eat all the devil dogs and my dad be like, who ate the devil dogs? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Meanwhile, like process of elimination, it's like me, my brother and my mom. So, (laughs) you know, that was, that was, you know, uh, you know, more of my eating. And then, and then, oh, that's five minutes. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Tony. Um, So then we moved into, you know, the progression of the disease. So um you know and a lot of in what bill's stories is you know we hear how you know it was okay at first you know and i was i guess okay at first i was just obese um but then it progressively got worse you know now i'm in college and um i'm binging restricting i now have no you know no one telling me what to do so it doesn't matter if i eat you know three bowls of pasta at uh the at the dining hall and it doesn't matter if i drink and then come home and then order wings to my apartment that's two pounds um you know and then around that time i was also doing crazy diets you know i would i'd have these periods of okay we'll swing up to 225 and then oh that's not okay let me get i'll be okay if i get under 200 um, so then I would do an insane diet, you know, at, at school. I think we, we did the South Beach or a commercial weight loss diet. And, um, you know, and the cycle just continued throughout college. Um, you know, I, I got the degree, but um, I mean, I feel like my Italian teacher just passed me because she felt bad. I mean, I got a D in that class and like I, I didn't study at all. You know, so, you know, and I know Bill talks about his troubles in school, too, throughout the story um yeah and then 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 i try to run away from my problems by going to california and thinking okay well i can make something of myself here um and uh it was okay for a bit you know and you know how he says like fear sobered me for a bit so you know the fear of i'm not going to be successful in my work if i don't control this eating disorder 
Um, so that's where I'm doing these countless vain attempts to fix my eating. Um, so that's when I do the two marathons. That's when, uh, you know, I'm working out twice a day. I even had a girlfriend, um, I used to track all of my workouts because if I didn't track the workout, it didn't happen um, in one of these apps. And one of my girlfriends was actually attached to the app. So she would see my workouts and she would see multiple times in the same week doing twice, twice a day workouts. And she's like, Kelly, what are you doing? Like you're training for a marathon. Why are you doing extra workouts? And I was like, oh, it's because, you know, I would like come up with these like elaborate (laughs) explanations as to why I worked out twice that day. Um, And she would get angry with me. And I'd be like, why is this person getting angry? And then I started to hide the workouts and I would put them in a separate app because I was like, well, she's looking at my app. I can't have her looking. Um, I mean, it's just like true insanity. And then... um, you know, you know, and, you know, Bill says he had no real work for five years. So I had no real work for one year. Um, So a little bit shorter time, thank God. Um, But yeah, I thought I was better than 2000 other people at my company. So I just quit one day. Um, And I thought I could rule like rule the world rule my industry. Um, You know, I I go off to do this entrepreneurial venture um, with no money you know, albeit like I had just, you know, my, my dad had passed away a year prior. So I used the money from what he passed away. And then I burnt through that in a year. Um, and then I had had to find a new job. And that during that year was really when I bottomed out. Um, that was in 2017. Um, quit the job. Now, now I'm like on my high horse for two months, you know, and then right then is like we're now we're now i'm binging five days a week i have all these delivery services sending me food um i was too embarrassed to order from one delivery service twice in a row so i would have three different delivery services sending to me um and it became insane and my body was so exhausted from the marathons that i couldn't even run off the food anymore um and i thought everyone else was the problem and didn't take accountability for any of it um and then um around the time when the money started running out um from my dad passing away i um was like okay i like need to get a job um and otherwise my mom's gonna like force me to come essentially back to new york and live with her um and uh that week i was like all right i'm moving back to new york like i'm giving up on this industry and um that week someone asks me um, is there any chance you would stay in Los Angeles? And I said, unless a job falls from the sky, I'm leaving. A job fell from the sky that week. Um, it was the perfect job for me. It fit my skill set, and it you know would pay enough for me to be able to stay here. And you know, the following week after I accepted, um, I had this like booming voice come into me say, "You have to go back to OA, or you're going to lose this job." Um, so that was enough. <laughs> I was like, I was finally, you know, and also, you know, a few few days, a few weeks prior to that, I had lost like my last really good friend um, because I was on a binge cycle. I didn't want him to see that I gained 10 pounds in a week. So I just stopped answering the phone and he called me like 15 times and I just didn't pick up the phone. I mean, I was so scared of talking to someone about this. Like I would protect this disease by any means. Um, 
So, yeah, so I go back to OA, I go to Serenity Sunday, Um, you know, someone was sharing about how they're addicted to sugar and how they keep a bag of candy in their nightstand. So when they have a bad day at work, they're able to, you know, eat the candy out of their nightstand. And like, those are the things, those are the behaviors that I do in my addiction. Um, So I was like, all right, I I can get with that. Um, if, If that's something that's, that was the first time I had heard like that gut level honesty. Um, or someone talking about food in that way. And then also at that same meeting, someone was having a birthday for 20 years and they were saying, um, you know, I used to be 250 pounds and now I've been this weight for the last 20 years and it's because of God in this fellowship. And that was enough to open my mind to be like, oh, th- there's a possibility here. There's there's a chance of overcoming this thing that keeps, you know, ruining my life. Um, and then, you know, I, you know, now I have two years similar, similar to Bill where I now I'm aware I have something, you know, there's now a name to the disease, but I wasn't willing to go to any lengths yet. You know, I was doing the meetings. I was going to, I was taking service positions. Um, you know, I was calling people, I was calling newcomers, but the thing is, I wasn't talking about the big book. And I also wasn't willing to admit that I had an allergy. Um, you know, I was on the all foods in moderation type of, you know, ambiance. So, you know, it, it, it was really painful because I was, I was sick and dying in these rooms for two years, um, you know, and um, I kept coming back, but I, I, I was like, well, if I'm gonna be this way, then I don't, I don't wanna live. I, it, this is this is even worse. I'm now, you know, I'm I'm full all the time. I'm still binging, but then this is telling me one thing, and th- thankfully I got miserable enough to the point where I was like, it's time to time to do something. And this is the, this is God's search and rescue party for me. That he he was like, all right, we're just gonna keep her hearing the message, and um, you know, this is how higher power works in my life. You know, he's he's constantly there, like like giving me things like, okay, like pull onto this, pull onto this, grab this lifesaver, grab this, you know, and it's just, am I willing to grab onto the, to the life jacket or to the hand that's willing to help me? Um, So when I was really ready, when I was ready to put down the food, when I was ready to stop living the way I was living, you know, my sponsor appeared and she took me through the big book um, and we worked through it in three months. um, And, you know, she, she, she taught me like, I have an allergy of the body. Um, that, you know, there are certain foods that when I put them into my body, I can't stop eating them. Um, you know, and my life is unmanageable. My life is very unmanageable. Um, you know, I, I have to a day at a time, let people into my life, let God into my life, ask for direction from a higher power. Um, because on my own devices, I'm binging and killing myself with food and ruining my life and ruining relationships. Um, and you know let's let's try to circle back to bill's story (laughs) um you know i uh yeah so so i so i worked through you know the steps in three months and then you know and then i got resentful i got resentful at my sponsor because she wasn't approving of my boyfriend at first and you know i stopped telling her about it and then uh and then i ate over it you know because i can't hide things um from people and i can't 
you know, it was a silly thing to get resentful over. You know, I could have just had a conversation, but the thing is like me taking my will back and I picked up ice cream over it. And that was March of last year. So I just celebrated about a year, I think I'm a year and a few months now, um, which is very exciting. Um, but you know, it's like, it's crazy. Like if we have a rock in our, like if I have a rock in my shoe and then it turns into a boulder within a few days. That's oh, 15. Oh, okay, great. Um, and then, then all of a sudden the boulder's sitting in front of me and now I'm trying to like move this boulder where if I just dealt with it, you know, if, 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 if I'm doing 10 steps each day, I'm not letting these rocks pile up in front of me, um, you know, so thankfully you know um i had a, a fellow um janet she 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 said read page 122 and come back to me and let me know what you think about it you know and it, it was a page about you know if, if the man comes home drunk um but he's willing to um double down on spiritual matters he'll be fine you know and that was my direction and then i was like okay that's all i have to do i need to double down on my spiritual work I need to put this first and then and then I can have this, you know, this is completely available to me and this is completely available to everyone in this room. Um, so that, you know, so I, I'm, I'm so grateful for each day. I mean, this program has given me a life beyond my wildest dreams. Um, I mean, I didn't know that making these amends or living an honest life, all of these things would get me all the things I wanted in the first place, but I didn't know how to get there. Um, you know, this God has such a beautiful plan for me um, and has brought such phenomenal people into my life. You know, my fellows are my greatest friends and, you know, uh, staying connected and, you know, that's what brings me, I mean, it brings me so much joy to actually be able to help and see people recover. Um, um, you know, and, you know, I like how he said, you know, on page 10, like God personal to me, who was love, superhuman strength and direction. Um, I became irritated in my mind snapshot against such a theory. So this is what I like always tell sponsees is because, you know, I grew up Catholic and I, you know, it was used as like a manipulative God. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the God that I was going to turn to for help. Um, so I had to find my own conception of it where, where I was like, okay, this is something that's helping me. It's working in my life. Um, I can hear it through my fellows, um, you know, and I can't even really define my God either. You know, I just know something's there to help me and that's all that matters. I, I don't need to be able to put this God into a box, um, you know, and, you know, I, I like on 11, so God, his human will had failed. Doctors had pronounced him incurable. Society was about to lock him out, you know, and then he's been raised from the dead, suddenly taken from the scrap heap to a level of life better than he has ever known, you know, and that's and that's the gifts like, you know, got got clean with my 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 sponsor about having a boyfriend. <laughs> um, you know, we have a beautiful relationship today. It's very healthy. It's very honest. Um, you know, she's got to meet him a few times, which has been beautiful. You know, um, you going back for a master's degree, you know, I, I'm able to fit that in and 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 I have a full time full time work um, actually had lost my other job over the summer last year, you know, and I stayed sober through that, um, you know, with the help of my fellows with calling and um, with that with the help of higher power saying like I have something better for you. Um, 
than that job. And there was something better there. You know, the job I'm in now is better than the last one. Um, and there's always something better if I'm willing to let go of whatever I'm holding on to that is holding me back from whatever that is. Um, let's see what else. Mm. Yeah, and I like that. Okay, so we'll go towards the end. Most of us feel we need to look no further for utopia. We have it with us right here, right now. Each day, my friend's simple talk in our kitchen multiplies itself in a widening circle of peace on good earth and goodwill to good men. Okay, I messed that up a little bit, but you know, there's a paraphrase. Um, yeah, that's the beauty. I mean, I get to spend time with all my fellows. You know, we, we for the birthday party, I got to see a bunch of you. Um, whenever someone visits Los Angeles, hopefully you look me up and we get to we get to hang out. Uh, Emily V, I got to hang out. We, I think we went to an art museum and um, when I was in New York. So, you know, that's the cool thing about Zoom is that we just get to see people from across the country that we've been known online for like two, three years <laughs> um, and now get to visit them. And uh, it's a beautiful life and it's wonderful. And um, if you're struggling today, I really hope, um, you know, you hear you heard something today. If you didn't, please go listen to another speaker. Um, there's so many great meetings and uh, so much uh, hope and opportunity here to uh, live, live a good life. So thanks for letting me share. Perfect. <laughs> oh, such a beautiful share, Kelly. Thank you so much for your service and for spreading the message of true experience, strength, and hope today. Okay, got to find my place. Um, we will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and the step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. All right, Nadia, uh, over to you. Okay, so we have Nancy P up for sharing. Hi, um, <clears throat> this is Nancy P, recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Kelly, that was an excellent share. And um, I just love this meeting so much. This meeting is the best meeting of all of the meetings that I go to every week. This one is my favorite. Um, so I used to think that Bill's story was just basically nothing to do with me. I mean, of course, you know, did I drink, did I eat like Bill drank and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's like get to the point, right? And then I realized that, um, you know, when I, um, when I really was on the ground, <clears throat> you know, face down in the mud, like I like to say, face down in the mud with a horse standing on my neck. Um, I really found the value in Bill's story about some pretty good lessons. Um, in particular, when Bill says that it was a crushing blow to his pride and I've become pro-crushing blow because that's what I needed. I needed a crushing blow, like just crushing. My vertebrae, my pride, my legs, my head, everything had to be crushed, my, you know, everything. 
So I'm pro crushing blow because that's that's what got my attention. And the other thing that I love about Bill's story is um, page 15, two places, one where it says that they threw themselves into the work and they um, found that it works even in rough going. And I actually think I disagree with that. I think it works especially in rough going um, because you know, sometimes I was thinking about, you know, could you could, well, you know, my personal experiences, I know there'll be something better. I know I'll get something. And it's true. Everything that I've got in my life today is amazing and way better than it ever would have been. But sometimes it's not what I want. Sometimes, you know, and to me, that's like another, it's just like a gentle opportunity to surrender more if I don't get, if it does not go in my way, um, seemingly not going my way. And, you know, the most important thing that it, that happens in this book is it tells me the value of fellowship, right? Nothing um, ensures immunity against drinking more than intensive work with another alcoholic or another compulsive overeater. And, um, you know, Bill didn't get any work for 18 months and he cried and whined about it a little bit, but he soon found that work with a newcomer set him on his feet again. And, you know, I had kind of a couple of days over this past weekend that I mean, or some periods of time that just weren't like awesome, you know? <laughs> so I was kind of mad. And, um, but, you know, I, I picked up the phone and I called people and I talked about it and, um, and it went away. I didn't talk about my problems. I talked about fellowship and how great it was and everything. And, it, and amazingly, it went away. And that has happened consistently for the past four and a half years. If I talk about, not about myself, if I just talk to another compulsive overeater, everything turns up great. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Next up, we have Kristen H. Hi, I'm Kristen H, a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, thank you, uh, Nadia, for stepping in to do my service. And uh, thank you, Kelly. Um, the way everyone handled the Zoom bomber was very great. So I really appreciate that. Um, and you covered wonderfully, Kelly. I know that's got to throw you off. Anyway, um, I finished the 12th step today. And um, I'm trying to avoid a I have arrived moment because we know that where, where that can lead us. But um, it was really special to just be able to stay recovered because I've been feeling that way. And I know it's not like a special password, but it's just like nice to have that like kind of stamp. But, um, you know, what I take from Bill's story and when I'm just 60 days off of is that just go there, dig, keep digging another low. There's a, always a low beneath the low of, um, you know, I think this is it and I think I'm going to stop. And then I think this is it. And then I'm going to stop. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to leave work to run an errand and really I'm going to get cupcakes because I can't wait the whole day for sugar. Like I, I would never do that. I would never, um, you know, make my, try to make myself throw up and then go eat my, meet my boyfriend. Like nothing was wrong. Like I would, I would never. And then it, but I keep, I keep doing it. I keep doing it. And, um, that's one of the things I identified with when I read Bill's story is just that uh, it just kept getting worse. And there was another low and another low and another lie and another misbroken promise. And, um, you know, my first Ebby, was my therapist. I quit drinking and 
she strongly suggested I go to AA. And after six weeks of her bothering me, I said, enough, I'll just go. And as soon as I got to AA, I realized that I was not an alcoholic, but that if you put food in there, that I was that, that's, I would, what those women were saying they would do for alcohol, I would definitely do for food. So I um, came to OA a little while later and I've had other Ebbies along the way. Um, you know, I'd like to, uh, I've had, you know, just other people in my life who have helped me get on the path when I've been off the path, but um, I'm really excited. Uh, you guys have been here with me. I'm so happy to, I love this group too. I just look forward to this meeting. I have people upstairs who could be listening to me, but I don't care because I need you guys and I need to share. And um, thank you so much for everything. And thank you, Kelly. And um, I, I agree with Nancy that sometimes Bill's story is tough, but I think that if like with a lot of this book, if we put, try it really hard to put ourselves in that situation, that's definitely applicable. Thank you. Okay, next we have Ian F. Hi y'all, I'm Ian F, compulsive reader. Uh, thank you to everyone who's doing service today. I really, I really appreciate you guys. I wanna give you a shout out. Also, wonderful share, Kelly. Um, beyond crosstalk, fantastic. So many, so many things that I that I that I wrote down in my little my little OA journal. <laughs> um, the one one of the ones, and I'm I'm going to be paraphrasing here was, was you, you were talking about exercise bulimia, um, and that's 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 part of my story too. And I, and I think um, that's like a, a really extreme example of me trying to exert my self will over over my body and over my life. Um, and I just remember, like, if I ever question my sanity around food, I, I, I think back at those times that I would like, I would binge on an entire pie or, or, or like a, honestly, just like a five pound bag of cheese, you know, and then I would just run and 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 hope that I could get away from it. Um, and the, and the thing was like, I can't get away from it because it's, it's in me, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's part of me um and just the idea like that is insane you know it's like nothing I do is going to make that go away um the other thing that you said that I love is if I have a rock in my shoe it turns into a boulder within a few days if I don't if I don't do anything about it um because like this story illustrates the the disease is progressive um and that used to scare the ever-living daylights daylights out of me, because you know, as when I'm when I'm like, I'm working the steps, and I'm like, oh, oh my God, like there's no way that this that I'm ever gonna recover from this. <laughs> you know, it's like if, if a little thing can turn into a boulder, like, ah. you know, and and what that what that really means is like this disease is progressive, but my, I've also found my recovery is progressive, right? And so like if I if I if I do more outreach and I do work with others, um, I'm gonna grow spiritually more and more and more and more. Um, and I just, I just love the way you illustrated that. Um, I think that's all I have. Again, thank you all. I love you and I'm excited to hear these shares. Thank you so much, Ian. Uh, we will now stop the recording for unrecorded share questions or shares.